Good morning, Minneapolis and other beautiful cities all around the world. My name is Lavi Alva, and I'm an extreme extrovert. So as you might have known, that I'm going to start um, uh, my slogan a little bit different. I moved to a new city, <laughs> and just for a little while, and um, I'm trying to think of... Um, how I should address y'all. Minnesota is still my place. Obviously, when you're Minnesota born, you are, um, if you're a true Minnesotan, you're going to be proud to be a Minnesotan. Okay? That's the thing about Minnesotans. Um, we are, we share pride. You know, like when I was traveling across the U.S., um, I actually went to a place called Sedona, Arizona, to go see the beautiful sceneries. Um, They have um, beautiful arts and crafts done by the local Native Americans. And it was just very, very, very beautiful and very nice. And I saw, I met another person, and she was like, oh, yeah, I grew up in Minnesota. I was like, yes! Yes, that is my person. <laughs> I absolutely adore you. We're already friends. That's just how Minnesotans are. When we find out that there's another Minnesotan, you're like, yep, hello. <laughs> we we understand. Because there, there's a lot of things you got to understand about when it comes to culture and weather and things like that. So I'm spending some time in Tucson. So I'm thinking maybe I'll start off the podcast as something like, mm, Good morning, Tucson. Love you, Minneapolis. And other beautiful cities all around the world. Um, because, Minneapolis, you will always be in my heart. You are always in my home. Home is where the heart is. And, yes. But Tucson, I acknowledge you. Um, I'm here. And, um, you know, we're going to be friends. I don't really know much about the city of Tucson, um, even not that much about the state of Arizona. I'm 30 years old and I have a bachelor's degree, but I went up to the north parts of Arizona and realized that it's actually quite cold. Um, They get snow in Flagstaff and, you know, they have pine trees and this was just something new for me. I had never known. And it's I'm interested to see what kind of pre-existing notions I have of the state, not you know, bad or good pre-existing notions, but I've never lived here. So it's only natural to have those kind of things. A lot of time um people have pre-existing notions of Minneapolis. A lot of people um like exchange students that I was um, interacting with when I was in college would be like, oh my god, I love the movie Fargo. And I'm like, "Uh, Fargo is not close to Minneapolis, nor is it really that similar. (laughs) Um, And if I remember correctly, I'm not even sure if Fargo is technically in Minnesota, but whatever. Um, It was just really funny. And I'm, I I have to admit, 
my I was a little ignorant and I thought that Arizona was a whole big ass desert. I thought everyone lives in the desert and I realized very quickly that that is not the case. They have um a lot of similar trees and um climates as Minnesota. In Flagstaff anyway or in the north and I was like, wow, this is something that I'm learning. But anyway, so that's that. I wanted just to give you a heads up and let you know what's just going on. I'm interested to document my life here in Arizona. Um, not every boring detail, but things that I just like learned that are positive. You know, I'm not here to bash the city. I'm here to learn and see the beauty of it. Um, no, 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 nothing is going to get my heart fr- away from Minneapolis. So don't be jealous now, Minneapolis. I love you. I love you. And I always will. Um, but it's time that I, you know, discover new things and learn. Because what's the point of life if you're not learning and having fun? Right? <laughs> what's the point of that? So we'll see. Uh, we'll do this together. Um, I'm starting a new series. It's going to be called um, The Desert. And um, this series is just going to really kind of focus on um, self-love. I think that um, during COVID and during, um, you know, the winter season, it was really easy for me to get caught up in a lot of things. I was distracted by, you know, working. I was distracted by uh, romance, distracted by a lot of things. And I realized um, within myself that I was kind of hurting myself. Um, And let me explain why. For those that um, can kind of understand addiction, um, those who can kind of understand DID, um, Dissociative Identity Disorder, I'm not an expert at this, but this is something that I've been learning about myself recently, is that I have some traits of dissociative identity disorder. I'm not going to talk too much about this and that in this particular podcast, but don't worry, I will, um, I'll elaborate in another um, podcast in the season. And um, if you're serious, look it up. Um... It's kind of a complex um, thing. It's kind of hard to understand. But um, just Google it. Educate yourself and get to know a, a little bit about it. And then when the episode comes out, you will not be lost. <laughs> You'll be like, hey, I kind of looked it up. I kind of have an idea and um, stuff like that. Uh, anyway, so in regards to addiction, one thing I really wanted to explain is... um. I don't believe, and then again, I also want to remind um, people that are listening, I don't have any medical expertise. Um, The things that I share here on the podcast are based on my own life, my own experiences, and my own contemplations. It's a way for me to barf my ideas out, um, and I appreciate you guys for listening. I really do, (laughs) because, you know, life is busy, life is hard, life is fun, but, you know, sometimes... You kind of need to get some stuff off your chest. And I had discovered something within myself about addiction. Um, when, you're, when you're active in your addiction, for me, 
I have had a past of maybe not the healthiest of relationships, abusive relationships for with people that I've trusted and loved. And when you're drinking, when you're using a substance, you know, um, even indulging in an excessive amount of exercise, food, you know, let's not just focus on alcohol. For me, it is alcohol because I'm an alcoholic. But a lot of people share the same feelings. You know, like even if you're not an alcoholic, you might indulge in food, you might indulge in exercise, you might indulge in self-sabotage somehow. You know, it's the same. It's not completely the same, not completely the same experiences, but it is kind of a little bit the same. So when you're engaging in an addiction, I'm going to use alcohol because that's the one that I know, you're hurting, you hurt yourself, you know, and I I sat back at the kitchen table yesterday drinking coffee and I was like, you know what, when you're a person, at least me, when I'm a person, <laughs> I wasn't a person before, no, uh, just kidding, sorry, when you're a person that uh, goes through manipulative and hurtful and uh, abusive relationships, Sometimes it becomes normal. And when these things become normal, it's kind of like the saying, I don't know if you've ever heard it, but um, don't make poverty normal. Like, don't make struggle normal. Uh, because nobody wants to create that life with for themselves. And <clears throat> when you're going through an addictive time with people that you love, people that you trust, yourself... You're, how do I explain this? For those who have never experienced this, and I hope, God forbid, nobody really has to, and if you haven't, I you're awesome. You're lucky. You're great. Like, good for you. Like, I hope you never have to understand this, and this is awesome. You're probably one of the very slight few. Um, but, yeah, anyway. So... <laughs> When you're in an addictive relationship, people, um, a lot of the things that the other people do are more important than your well-being. Um, it's not that way, but um, unfortunately, it becomes normal that way. So, like, the abuser will tell you what to do, or ha- will use your money, or um, not abuse abuser of addiction, but a physical, like, abusive, narcissistic person. Um when you're in that kind of relationship, you sacrifice a lot of your well-being because you're always on eggshells or you're always trying to make them happier. And you're, the focus kind of shifts. You know, it, it's more for trying to protect, protect yourself and um, making the other person happy. And the more you give, the less you, you know, focus on yourself. And as an addict, this is very similar. Like, this is very, um, this makes a lot of sense. Because when you're an addict, you jeopardize your health. You, you give everyone else's needs before your own. And it becomes normal. Because you're like, you know what, I'm already used to making these sacrifices for other people. Or, you know, things like that. I'm already sacrificing, you know, not taking a shower because maybe they need the shower more than I do. 
Um, I already sacrificed, you know, standing up for yourself because you think that the other person's going to get mad. And the more you make these sacrifices and say, you know, my needs are not important, the more and more it becomes normal. And the way that this ties with alcohol abuse, at least for me, is when I'm not able to say something about how I felt, about how I feel, it's a big trigger for me. And I shut down. I'm a very, you know me, people. Okay, guys, I'm the extreme extrovert, okay? I love talking to people, and I love like being social and going out. And I have to admit, I was I was sacrificing these needs for myself. And I felt lonely. I really did feel lonely. And I felt like I couldn't say something. I I felt like I couldn't say what I wanted to say. And drinking was a way kind of to shut it off shut those needs off, and go about my day. Is that the smartest thing? Absolutely not, it's not the smartest thing. Does it make any sense? Not unless you are in this situation. If you are ever in this situation, which I'm really sorry, I hope you're not, or were, you can understand this, you know? And... I had, I have somebody that I really loved, and I was having this big adventure planned, and I just wanted to share with them immensely how excited I was, how, um, what I was looking forward to, um, things like that, and this, the person that I absolutely adore, they didn't want to hear anything about it. You know, every time I opened my mouth and wanted to say, hey, I want to share this exciting experience about the future, they were like, oh, hey, you know, but me, this is what I did. I've done that once. I've done this, you know, and I I wanted to feel excited. Uh, I'm excited now, and that's what I'm, like, sharing with you guys. I'm exciting. I'm, I'm exciting. I'm excited that, like, you know, I can learn and do fun things here in Tucson and grow and maybe do some things that are challenging in regards to self-growth. But it just hurt that, like, somebody that I absolutely loved didn't want to hear about that stuff. You know, I wanted to brag a little bit. I wanted my time. I know it sounds selfish, but I did. That's how I felt. I wanted to share with them, hey, this is what I believe. This is what I think. This is what I... These are my aspirations. And they were more concerned about, hey, how how long are you going to be there? Like, when are you going to come back? Like, I can't wait until you come back. Like, it it was upsetting to me. It was It was disappointing. I wanted to feel... I wanted to feel excited. And I felt like I couldn't do that. So I made a mistake. I can do whatever I want to do. And this is the thing that's so challenging about 
addiction is you can do what you want to do. <clears throat> I could have said what I wanted to say, but I didn't feel heard. I didn't feel like I would have gotten the response that I wanted. I didn't feel that I was going to get the support that I wanted. And yes, I relapsed. I messed up. I made a huge mistake. And that is something that I will have to fix later. But I messed up. And I realized that I was like, man. And it kind of falls in line with the last episode that I said. The ad addiction. You know, at first I was like, even though I was saying it in the podcast, I was like, you know, this is a theory. I say a lot of theories. Most of the theories that I do say, I do agree with. But, you know, I... This one I was like, you know, I'm not really 100%, but I kind of agree with it. And now I totally agree with it. Um... For those who haven't seen that podcast, the ADD plus addiction, addiction, um, I briefly explained that addiction is when something is, you're not, on. Well, like, this is one of the many theories, but it's when you're not able to say something, when you're not able to freely express who you are and what you, like, are feeling, and when it when it comes to suppressing our emotions, suppressing who we are, to try to like fit in or to have everyone else be satisfied, it doesn't hurt anybody else but you. You know, you're making sacrifices. You have to stand up for yourself. And this is a hard thing to do, especially if it's not normal for you. As long as, you know, if you're a person that maybe had experienced some abusive relationships in your life, it's it's not the easiest thing to do. It's not easy to be like, hey, you know, I really don't like this or I don't really like to be touched. It sounds very minuscule. But even as adults, we kind of have to learn to set off boundaries. And boundaries are hard for some people because boundaries were never a thing. And I'm realizing now that I'm 30 years old that... uh. You know, boundaries are very, very important. And that means even for those who uh, you share intimacies with, even for those that you are close to. And I did lose myself a little bit. Um, just remember, if you, if you get a little confused about addiction, just think of addiction. It's, you know, it's when you can't really fully express yourself. You feel... You just feel lost and like that it's like the only easy way to really relieve discomfort. When you stand up for yourself, when you're adding addiction, when you're adding diction, when you're adding verbal prompts, when you are standing up for yourself, this is when addiction becomes less and less complicated less and less prominent when you say hey you know what I know we are new friends and I know we want to hang out but I can't do this I can't go to the bar um when someone hurts your feelings don't be rude 
but be like, hey, you know what? I really didn't like when you said that. It made me feel upset. Simply saying that is adding diction to your life. Adding the verbal prompts to being like, hey, this is what I need in my life. And it's absolutely true. I don't know if that really makes much sense to everybody, but it sure as hell makes sense to my life. And I remember before my addiction really got kind of out of control was um, a a really close friend of mine actually said that they noticed that something had been changing in me. They were like, you know what, I noticed that something's different about you. You're, you're, you know, you're not your normal self. And it's interesting because I don't really know when it kind of happened. It could have happened whenever. It could have happened gradually. It was a snowball effect. But normally... I'm a very artistic person, um, and I realized that a lot of my hobbies that I genuinely enjoyed, I wasn't doing it. I was too busy in my mind worrying about everyone else and everything else and pleasing, like, one person, and it just got really noisy in there. You don't want to be noisy in your head. It's not a safe place to do. It's not a safe place to be. Addiction people, start talking. <laughs> start talking about your issues. You don't want a problem like I had. Or I do. I had. I'm trying to be positive, people. Trying to be optimistic. Um, so, uh, that's that. That's all my barf. <laughs> Thanks for uh, standing by me. I really appreciate it. But don't worry. None of that. Not all of this will be sappy, okay? Uh like, I'm going to be learning some fun things about the city, and I'm going to share it with y'all. So, look, be, look, be looking forward to that. And safest, 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 safest. Wait, 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 wait. Before I go, I have to say something. Do something nice for yourself. Maybe... If you have a big Friday ahead of you, a big weekend ahead of you, maybe you have to do some traveling. Maybe you're one of the lucky ones that get to stay home and relax. Maybe it's going to be a little boring. Maybe it's going to be tedious. Maybe there's a few things you're going to have to face. Maybe it's going to be a wonderful, great time. Maybe it won't be. But whatever you do today, do something for yourself. Make sure you have enough water. Make sure you get up and have some coffee. Eat breakfast if you're a breakfast person. Make sure that you rest well. Make sure you tell all the people that you love that you love them. And you know, if you don't really have people around you, just know that you're worth it. Prioritize yourself. Love yourself. Make sure that you feel good if no one else can. And safest, 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 safest of travels.